are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I like words like forward march. Let's go forward. I like words that deal with charge or vision or I press toward the mark. I preach that text in Philippians more than any other text in the college 23, 24 year history. I press toward the prize and the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I believe everyone has to have a vision. I believe everybody has to have a goal. I believe everybody, amen, has to have a desire. Now last week I spoke to us on Sunday night uh, on the subject from 2 Thessalonians on traditions and heritage. I'm big on heritage. I just believe in heritage. I believe in tradition. Uh, so much of my mother and dad, they prayed for me more than I prayed for myself. They loved me. I had a good pastor, pastor's wife. And I, I owe so much to the tradition they laid in my life. I, I don't want to change. Uh, there's this big movement to change Sunday school and change Wednesday night and change soul winning and change Sunday morning and Sunday night and do away with it all. I, I still believe in that what's going to help preserve and save this nation is the house of God. Not less house of God, but more house of God. I, I don't have any desire to get drawn into this new, uh, new ideas. And you know, I know that every word I say is analyzed. And then it shows up on the internet. I know that. I know our conference has already showed up. And God bless you. If that's how you want to live your life, boys, go ahead and do it. But I'm thankful for the heritage that I have. And I believe in commandment five. I'm to honor my father and mother. And I think my dad would roll her in grave if he saw that we dropped Sunday school for connection groups. And I give you some food for thought for the internet this week, boys. But I, 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 I would be, my father would, my, my dad would die a thousand deaths. Jack, what are you talking about? No Sunday night? Son, what's that about? What? No Wednesday night? What? You're not going to teach and preach the Bible? In our church, we, uh, all of our churches used to call it prayer meeting, midweek service prayer meeting. I, I, I love the heritage that God gave me. And uh, I don't want to change that heritage. And though I believe in heritage, and as I preached last week, traditions, whether it's for a country, or whether it's for a home, a marriage, a church, I believe in heritage. I believe in traditions. I don't want to spend my entire life living in the past. I want to use the heritage and I want to use the traditions to move forward, to keep advancing and pressing on the upper way. Brother Tim Rule preached years ago on a Sunday night in this church, the best is yet to come. And I believe in all this that we had back here and it's wonderful and it's great, but I believe the best is yet to come. There's such a, a thing called the rapture. That's a pretty good deal. I believe in the rapture, I believe in heaven. The best is yet to come, a glorified body. Whoo, glory to God, that's thrilling to think of that. A new home, and it's in construction right now, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. Jack, if I go, I'm coming back again to get you. What I tell you, I look, I, I like so, uh, we're marching to Zion. I like that verse over there in Titus chapter two, looking for that blessed hope. I simply don't want to tell stories of what happened in the past. I don't want to just live in yesteryear. I want to be pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. I, want, I, I don't want to live in last year, 2019. I want to live in this year that every home in Santa Clara gets a Bible. I want to live in this year that the 400th church, 400th church will be established and our goal reached in the Philippines. 400 pastors paid a salary for a year, built them a building, and all 400 are still going full steam ahead. I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, Mexico, here we come. You've been coming our way. We're ready to come with a caravan your way. We're bringing the gospel to our missionaries, and we're going to start 200 churches in Mexico. And God has given us so many that are here in our Spanish ministry over the other place, and they are equally as burdened as we are on this De La Cruz property to get the gospel to Mexico. I'm not just looking about what God did with that 1948 International when we began the bus ministry here. I'm looking forward to three more buses, three more shuttles, a parking lot, a parking garage, a, a new home for the buses. I'm looking forward to the college campus. I'm looking forward to the, amen, larger um, radio ministry. I'm looking forward that this great big auditorium would be jam-packed Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, every service. When Jesus comes again, I'd like to be pastoring the church that it's packed out every single, and by the way, we don't have to get more members, we just gotta get all the members here. We look forward around here. Our church lives for an event. We look forward to a pastor's conference. We pray, we plan, we raise money, we prepare. God's people make things and make food and make desserts and, and they work and they just, they, they just go overboard and we look forward to it. But on Wednesday night, the conference was over. Something was said in Sunday school this morning of a thanks to our class and your class as well. Something was said by one of our preachers in this pulpit this morning about the pastor's conference, what God did. Something was said tonight and this pulpit tonight and I said a word to you. But I wanna tell you something. I wanna look back and thank God for the pastor's conference, but now it's, it's in the past. And now we're looking for the foundational brick campaign. And now we're looking for a church in the park. And now we're looking for Sunday, Easter Sunday. I'm, I'm praying that God will give us somewhere between 4,300 to 5,000 on that day. Just packing this place out, getting the gospel to this area. No, I'm not just looking back here. You know, uh, pastor's conference ended by about 12.30, one o'clock, now on Thursday morning, it was all taken down. 
The convention center was all turned back into a gymnasium. The dining halls were all scrubbed and cleaned and the floors were all buffed and the garbage dumpsters were all filled and things were hosed off and things were put away and the publications people moved their things back into publications and the things that were borrowed in other ministries were put back in our ministries. And so when people came the next day, it's over. We're moving to the next event. Illustration. I'm trying to build something as we get to the scripture. December 25th was Christmas. On that Christmas night, Christmas Eve, that Christmas evening, uh, we had a service on that Wednesday night. This place on Christmas night was packed. I think there was eight different special groups and it was just so beautiful. Uh, it was a service I'll never forget. All the groups that sang and all the Christmas songs and, 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 and people, people wanted to stay afterwards. People kept saying, what an amazing service. What amazing music and Christmas, what a way. And it was great. That was the 25th. But you know what happened on December 27th? Christmas went in the garbage. All the trees that were up here were in the dumpster. Everything was packed. Everything was put away. The poinsettias were put away. Why? Because I'm not getting ready for January 1st. I was preaching in a southern state many years ago. As I arrived to preach, the pastor said, now on this Tuesday night, you preach Monday night at the church, on Tuesday night we're going downtown. Downtown is exactly, if you would go into Mayberry, but a little bit bigger, it was a Mayberry, North Carolina type town. A little bit bigger. And they had this main street and those beautiful old posts. And you know what I was preaching there? They had Christmas lights with bells in the middle strung across the street. Do you know that all the, the stores had their windows that uh, they came and they painted Christmas trees and Santa Claus and, and a candle and a wreath and it was all, the whole town was so beautiful for Christmas. It was wonderful. It was great. They had Christmas trees out. It was just, it was, I mean, you talk about nostalgia. My only problem, I was there for Valentine's. And I said to them, I said, when do you people take this stuff down? Oh, they said, when the weather starts to get a little warmer. For me, Brother Ed, that would depress me. That would discourage me. Still having Christmas laying around? If you'll notice it, when an event is done, we don't even let you see the garbage cans. We cut the Christmas trees up. And if they're not here to pick them up on time, I don't want there any evidence. I want it to be that we're going on the next project. Amen, Brother Treber, that's good. Nehemiah loved the past. When he heard about, he was looking back to his city, but when he heard of what had happened in the past, he said, I gotta build a wall. And he was moving forward. Elijah, he loved the past. But our friend, he had to keep on moving from going from one city to the next. I think of Elisha who loved the heritage of his, his uh, man that trained him in the ministry, Elijah. But he said, I want a double portion. I want to see more happen with my life. You know, Solomon loved the heritage of his father. But he said, I have a temple to build. Do you know that uh, Joshua loved his leader, Moses, now after the death of Moses, my servant, 
Joshua, God raised him up. Joshua, my servant, uh, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore go, go and capture, occupy, get this land. And there's a job, there's a task for you to do. I've spent time talking about this tonight. Turn with me to Exodus 14. We're coming back here shortly. Exodus 14, please. And in Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel saw that God provided the miracle. Most of you remember, I heard a message I preached on when trapped on the journey of life, when trapped. And there's a three, two, one that we do, chapter 14, verse 13. Fear ye not. Three things to do, fear ye not. Three words to remember, fear ye not. When you're trapped, they were trapped by that river and by that, that Red Sea. When you're trapped, fear ye not. Two, stand still. Three, see. Three, two, one. And when you're trapped, don't be reactionary. And we see that God opened up that sea. And you get to chapter 15, turn with me please, and they're singing and they're praising. Then sang Moses, the children of Israel, this song unto the Lord. The Lord is my strength, verse two, my salvation. Oh, there's excitement. But would you notice when you get to verse number 24, I want you to help me with the word. After this great miracle, after this great tradition and heritage, what God performed, verse 24, and the people murmured. You don't have a past heritage, so in the present you can gripe and murmur and complain. Look at chapter 16. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel, what's the word? Murmured, chapter 16, verse two. Murmured, and look at verse three. What were they murmuring about? They, they, they wanted to hold to their tradition, their heritage. Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. We sat by the flesh pots and we went to eat the bread to full of where he had brought us forth under this wilderness to kill the whole assembly. They murmured, we liked it over here. We like having Christmas and Valentine's Day. It's my favorite season of the year, Christmas. Yeah, but there's also something called New Year's. And there's something called a new year and there's something called Valentine's and there's something called Easter and there's something that's called Memorial Day. There's something that's called Mother's Day. There's something called Father's Day. Father's Day. Go all out this year. Get out of the 99 cent store and go to the dollar store and get him something this year. Splurge a little bit. Look at verse number seven of chapter 16 of Exodus. And in the morning when you see the glory of the Lord, for he heareth your murmurings, that ye murmur against us. And verse number eight, and he heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur against him. Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. The last word in verse number nine is murmurings. And verse number 12, and ye have heard the murmurings. They were complaining in chapter number 17, there's no water. And they complained to Moses, they chided with Moses. Verse two, give us water that we may drink. And Moses said, why chide with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted, and the people murmured. And they all said, we wish we'd have been back here. We wish we were at Christmas, but we're over here at Valentine. We wish we were here, the good old days. I tell you what, I thank God for the good old days. But we turn to Numbers now. And in Numbers, we're working our way to Joshua and then I'll be done. 
Numbers 14. As you turn to Numbers 14, I want you to see these people. In chapter 14, verses one through nine, we have in verse two, the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and they said, would God that we had died in the land of Egypt. Were it not better, verse three, for us to return to Egypt? Stop wanting to live in the past. Use your heritage, your, use your tradition to build your future. Do not abandon your heritage. Do not, amen, do not abandon your heritage. Do not abandon, I, I see these graduates here tonight. I'm thankful you're holding to a tradition, holding to a heritage, holding the old time religion. And you can say what every, my, when I was a young preacher coming in, we had to fight against this stuff. You guys think these you young people, you young preachers are, are watching, right? You think this is something new? We've always had a fight against compromise about the movement of the day. They did in the first generation church. After my departure, shall grievous wolves come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men speak perverse things. My Bible says in Jude, brethren, when it gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith. For there are certain men crept in among you. Crept in, they come in. Every generation has to be a guard, a keeper of, the, uh, of the, the place of God that we set a watch. Every mother has to set a watch on her children. Your mother did it, but your mother is not you. You set a guard and you take what your mother gave you and have it as a heritage and press forward. Here they are and they're complaining and they had this idea, verse four, let's make a captain. Let's return to Egypt. Let's return to Egypt. I had two people recently write me a note and I love both of them. I love both notes that I received. Both of them were so helpful to me. One said, Pastor, I love it that you give the illustrations, of, both are newer in our church. Love it that you give the heritage of this church. We love the, the, the heritage of you and your wife and the heritage of your home and the heritage of the church. We love learning more. That was one letter. And by the way, very good letter. I agree with it entirely. I'm not rebuking either one. This next one wrote this, and I tell you what, it helped me a lot too. We're, we're newer in the last few years to the church and we don't know all the history. And we were wondering about trying to fit into this church and, and all this stuff, you know. I tell you what, I appreciate that because as a pastor, I want to be sensitive to that crowd. They're not bitter. They're not mad. They don't know about the old building. But in a sense, though they don't know about it, they want to thank God for it, but they want to look at new things. And both were good letters. Both helped me immensely. So if you're, and by the way, both are in this room right now. There's no way you should ever write me an apology because God used both, both to help me immensely. I want to continue to talk about our heritage, but I don't want to just live in our heritage. I want to be pressing on the upward way. So you're finishing your freshman year, press on to your sophomore year. You're finishing your senior year of high school, press on to college. 
you're finishing college and perhaps you go into the ministry or perhaps there's marriage, then continue to go forward and you walk with God and establish your marriage and establish your home and love, I tell you, I love getting the text from our men and women that are out serving God worldwide and they come every day to my phone and they're saying, here's what happened on Sunday or here's what's happening in our church or here's what pastors allowed me to do or I'm pastoring this church now and here's how God is blessing that church in a marvelous, marvelous way. That's moving forward. Well, the good old days when we started the college, wasn't it great? It was. But we're not going to live there because Christmas is coming down. We're moving on. And here in this text, they're still talking about going back. Verse 24, there was a fellow by the name of Caleb. He had another spirit. And God said, okay, let me tell you about what's going to happen to your carcasses, people. Verse 29, your carcasses shall fall in this wilderness. Verse number 32, and for you, your carcasses fall in this wilderness. And verse 33, your carcasses are going to be wasted in the wilderness. God says, you want to go back to Egypt? You might as well just die right here. But there's so much more land to conquer. Now we arrive at Joshua. And I have a certain time. I timed the service tonight. I'm not trying to say the Holy Spirit of God, if he moves in such a way, we'll have an all-night revival if that's what he wants us to do. I showed Brother Flood, I said, look at this. It's 6.13. Here's where we're supposed to be in the service right now. I do that every service, believe it or not. I don't want to waste your time. And I have a time that I want you out tonight. I've already passed it, but nonetheless, I have my eye on it. We get to chapter 14 of Joshua. Forty years old when Moses, thy servant, sent me out to spy Kadesh Barnea. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people to melt. Joshua 14. As we get to verse, I love verse 10. Now behold, Lord hath kept me alive these 45 years, as Caleb saying, even since the Lord spake the word unto Moses. Verse number 11, I'm as strong this day. I like that. I'm as strong this day at age 85. Well, bless God, there was a day I was young and youthful and I was all on fire and I worked a bus route and I served the Lord, but now I'm older and I think I'll just take my Jared on and just wait to die. God has given you health, use it for his glory. There's still more land to conquer. There's still more churches to plant. There's still more mission stations to get the gospel. There's still more Christian schools that need to be established. There are more Sunday school teachers that need, classes need to be taught. There's more junior churches and primary churches and beginner churches. There's more people that, I, I baptized, she might be here. I baptized that poor, pretty little girl this morning, that sweet couple. I, I baptized that pretty little girl. And right afterwards, just a little thing, her mother was up there and Mrs. Van Dyke took the word of God and opened up the word of God, sweet, sweet mother, and led her to Jesus Christ the day her daughter got baptized. Praise God for that. There's still more mothers to reach. There's still more dads to reach. There's still more teenagers to reach. Well, all these teenagers, it's not like when I was a kid. Boy, when we were a teenager, not nonsense. When you were a teenager, you were a rebel. Back here in the good old days, what do you mean the good old days? We have, we have young people like I've never been around in my life. Thank God. But we want to press forward and get some more. I look at, I look at 
this text. And Caleb says, I, I, I'm ready. Look what he says in chapter number, uh, chapter number 15, verse 14. And Caleb drove out thence. He drove out thence the three sons of Anak. He said, they're still battling me. They're still fighting me. There's still something to conquer. And God allowed Joshua and Caleb to go into that land of promise. And God has something for them to accomplish. So an old man, 85 years of age. Yes, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I have such more desire to see more happen. Don't have the big heart attack. This would be probably years away. This auditorium, we lost 65 feet that we did not know we lost when we started building it. The architect that died in the midst of it lopped off 65 feet with negotiation of the city and we never knew it. That's why these are angled because the pulpit's supposed to be back here. And another 65 feet, there's supposed to be a 200 voice choir back here. And it's supposed to be elevated up underneath right here. And that's why there's such a distance. I kept coming in here, we just keep trying to figure out how to make it work. I got this brainstorm a couple months ago to start here with a U-shaped, a U-shaped choir loft. Big, big U-shape coming this way right here, right underneath that right there and going all the way over there for about 200 to 250 to 300 voices and put the orchestra in a pit all under here. It's going to be awesome. Now go home and talk about that a little bit. It might be good food for thought. I don't know if that's what we'll ever do. But I met with an architect. What do you, and we're not spending money on our, what do you think about that? He goes, now we have to eliminate some things here. Oh, I tell you what, that'd be, that'd be great. This old mind's running all the time. He said, well, when will we rest? When you die. This is not rest time. This is will work till Jesus comes. Will work. This is work time. Don't be sitting on the side. Well, I'm not, been, I, I'm not I don't feel like I'm as healthy as I could be. I, I don't feel like I can keep doing this. I'm, I'm tired. We raised money. I know we did back here. We got more to raise. There's more churches. You can go on and on. I know, and I think I could keep your interest, especially those that are newer in our church. I think I could keep your interest for hours. Just the stories of this church. The stories. When we came and we were renting, and I found out it was in the newspaper on a Saturday, and they came in there with realtors. We're going to buy it. Our building, we were renting it. I could tell you stories. I could tell you all that's happened in this area. All these streets that were not here and the expressways were not here and 680 wasn't here and 280 wasn't here. I could, I could tell you of what God did in the buses and in missions and, and, and the night the guy called me to my office at 10 and I got to the office and waited and when I finally opened up the door at 10 o'clock at night, he took a gun and put it right in my face. He said, God has told me to kill you. I'll never forget that night. He and I together with a gun in my face. I know I could tell you stories that would 
about how God came through, how it rained and rained and we were having rain in the building and God, God in that tent, we were in that tent on a Wednesday night and the rain was coming in and the building, the builder came and said, we're gonna lose the, the plywood up there if we don't get, if we don't get, a, we don't get some tar paper on it and I, I, we need this done and, and I said, I have no money. I said, how much? He goes, $10,000. And God sent an angel the next morning. Somehow he dropped off $10,000 cash. I don't know who he was or what he was or where. I've never seen him since. I never saw his face then. But I'll never forget that. Now, I could tell you stories, but here's the thing. I don't want your children to just have my stories and your stories. I want your children to have their bucket stories. And I remember I stood, I stood on the left-hand side of the church. There, there was a, I remember a microphone offering thing. I was about this tall, and I went that night, and I said, I represent the third grade girls. 1,000, 1,000, 007.22, or whatever the number was. We had some different numbers that were given that night, too. One little girl is going to say, that's my heritage. I remember when we brought those buses in, and I was there, and the buses started, all 15 coming in from Oklahoma, and they were honking the horn, and we were clapping, and we were on the overpasses on 101, and, and signs were hanging up on all the different uh, overpasses, and, and welcome home, bus ministry, North. it was exciting. But I want that to be your kid's story. I want your children to have some stories. I want them to have stories of Easter when they as children of this ministry with mother and dad, Brother Luke has it planned that all of our adult classes are gonna have a park that we are gonna to go to the park on that Saturday and be there for security and be there for food services and be there for soul winning. I told my class this morning, we need people in our class to come to our park What we're gonna be assigned and speak Spanish, and speak German, and speak Portuguese, and speak Vietnamese, and speak, I've got them all in my class, all these different languages, and, and speak, speak Tagalog, and speak Tagalog, and I want the class all involved so that we can, I, I was standing next to a guy last year at the park, and, and he was watching, and I'm just watching, and I began to talk to him. As I talked to him, the park I was in, he said, he, uh, I asked about salvation. He wasn't saved. And you know, in just a little while, he bowed his head and asked Christ to save him. Yeah. I want your kids to have some stories that we ordered 40,000 Easter eggs this week. All filled. They're ordered. They're on their way. I want our kids to say, I saw those, those Easter eggs. It was amazing. 10 parks, 4,000 eggs per park. The stacks of pizza, I want that to be their heritage, that they were in a church, that were, I want them to say, I went with my mother and dad, I was passing Bibles and knocking the doors in Santa Clara, California, and one day when one of your boys is pastoring this church, they can say, I remember doing that street on the other side of El Camino. My mother, she's in heaven. My dad, he's in heaven but I pastor this great church. And I remember as a boy, we went door to door right here. Let's stand together. My message tonight, there's more land to conquer. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Get rid of the Christmas decorations downtown. Throw the Christmas tree away. 
Thank God for the heritage. Thank God for the tradition. But there's more to reach. There's more to do as we await this great event called the rapture. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.